We've got to get it done in 2021. This coming year will be a make or break year for many businesses. And today, Seth Green shares strategies to accelerate growth in the new year. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine, Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, growth architect, helping great companies grow revenue. We're going to have a powerful conversation about growth today with Seth Green. As we begin, I want to say thank you, a huge thank you for all of my friends here in the United States. We know tomorrow is our Thanksgiving holiday, and I'd like to let you know how grateful I am for the Revenue Growth Podcast audience and all of you who are spreading the word about the Revenue Growth Engine book. You know, writing a book was a lifelong dream, and now it's so exciting to get to see the impact these ideas are having. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I really appreciate it. Next week, I'll be announcing a helpful web class that will be running in early December on how to set growth goals. If you own a company or are responsible for helping set growth goals in your organization, you won't want to miss this. So stay tuned. Today, we're going to talk about growth with Seth Green. As the CEO of Market Domination LLC, Seth helps professional services companies generate new clients. Today, Seth shares how LinkedIn offers new levels of potential for companies that sell in the B2B space. We'll talk together about the power of direct mail, and Seth will share a model for using podcasts to grow your business. So get ready to learn about all of this and more from Seth after a brief word from our sponsors. Seth, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Daryl. It's an honor to be here. I'm a huge fan of the Revenue Growth Engine and the show, and I can't wait to share with your audience. Well, thank you. And and uh, this is going to be a very uh, action-packed discussion. I said before, grab your notepad, put your seatbelt on. I know we're going to get a lot of ideas out of this. But you know, just to set this up, I really believe uh, that 2021 is going to be a make-or-break year for a lot of businesses um, and a lot of sales professionals just by nature of, you know, we got to get it done in 2021. There's a tagline right there. Listen to that. Got to get it done in 2021. I might, <laughs> just, I might just steal that. <laughs> Hurry up. Somebody trademark that. Um, you know, the interesting thing, though, is if you look at this year, I mean, this is a year where we've got to get creative. We've got to get strategic. Um, we've really got to double down and make sure that, that our businesses are growing. Um, I'm curious, as you look forward to 2021, what are some of the key growth strategies that you think organizations need to be putting in place to accelerate their growth? I think there is a trifecta, a holy grail. I think there are three that are either overlooked or not utilized the way they should be. I think number one is LinkedIn. 
I think if you are in the business to business environment, uh, LinkedIn is an untapped gold mine. Obviously there's hundreds of millions of users. I think LinkedIn has seen a giant surge in activity in 2020 because everybody dusted off, who thought it was a virtual resume, dusted off their resume, whether they had to or they were worried just in case, all of a sudden people are a lot more active on LinkedIn. Yeah, so for I sure. They've got, I think you've got to be doing marketing B2B on LinkedIn. I think a lot of companies cut back on their direct mail. I think if you look at your own mailbox, there's a whole lot less in it than there used to be, which means there's a competitive vacuum. Your competition probably isn't doing it or isn't doing it well. So I think direct mail is making a big resurgence and people have more time if they're trapped at home to read. Mm. And I think, no, and they're tired of looking at Zoom all day. So they are more <laughs> likely to read something as opposed to another digital screen. And then I think the third one is podcasting. I think podcasting is a great, there's no better way in our virtual Zoom world to build a new relationship in a non-salesy way than to interview someone for a show, build no like and trust factor, get them to know who you are, get them to love you for letting them talk about themselves for half an hour like you're doing with me. And then the right follow-up process can absolutely get that person not only to become a customer or client, but can get them to be an advocate for your brand as well. So those would be my top three for 2021 to get it done. Well, beautiful. Get it done in 2021. So let's uh-huh. unpack Let's unpack each of those uh, for together and, and just think about uh, this because I think you're, you're spot on and I, I love your take on LinkedIn and just the reality. I know, you know, sometimes salespeople it historically have said, Daryl, you don't understand. My, not all of my prospects are on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they are. I mean, they are because I, I, I love, I love the, um, the, what you brought into the conversation is saying, look, when, when this crisis happened, everyone dusted off their LinkedIn profile. So even your prospects that maybe before you go, well, they, they really weren't active on LinkedIn. Guess what? They are now. They are now a whole bunch more of them. So LinkedIn really has increased in terms of a B2B um, networking tool. It's just gotten more powerful. It just got a beautiful facelift, by the way. Love, hats off to the folks at LinkedIn because I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, in the B2B space, what, you know, when someone, let's, let's say we've got a, a business out there that hasn't been um, all in on LinkedIn. We're going on, we're crushing it on, on the LinkedIn. rhyming today. Man, this is great. Um, if you've got a, a business that hasn't been, you know, bought into to LinkedIn or a salesperson, um, what would you say in terms of, of how they need to uh, adapt or, or get started in terms of capitalizing on it? Get on the boat yesterday. Join the bandwagon before it's full. So I would, it's still the wild, wild west on LinkedIn. Like it was Facebook five, 10 years ago when you could buy views for a penny or fans for a penny. So I think on LinkedIn, most brands, most companies, most sales professionals need a makeover. I see mm-hmm. way too many lousy LinkedIn profiles with the blue background. They don't have a custom background. I see too many cell phone selfies and not enough professional headshots. Yes. I, I, I see titles that are literally just titles when there's like 180 characters that you could be using. I see about us sections in the business to business world that are literally every other word is a jargon corporate buzzword that no <laughs> one knows what the heck it means. Yes. And they aren't written to capture people's attention. And I see very few people utilizing it anywhere near the degree of effectiveness that it could be used. I think it's going to start before the makeover even starts. I think you've got to define in any marketing, who is your ideal client? Who are you trying to go after? 
and then literally build your entire profile aimed at that person, aimed at that profession, aimed at that type of company. You can change it anytime you want. So, I mean, I literally have added a new position. This is a LinkedIn hack that I normally teach in our paid training, but I add a new position to my LinkedIn profile every single month. It's because everybody sees it and you get the congratulations. Because what will happen is LinkedIn will email everyone in your network, all your 6,000, 10,000 connections and tell them Seth Green has a new job. A lot of them will hit the default congrats button, but then I will physically reply to them all and go, hey, thanks so much. What's going on with you? Or have you checked out blah, 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 our new service? And they'll say, no, what's that? And we're generating like 50 leads a month doing that. And it's free. Beautiful, beautiful. And and all of that is available, but it does begin with making sure that uh, your sales team has a good digital dress code, as my friend Larry Levine loves to say, right? You got to make sure that you look the part and that the message is there. And man, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Most salespeople's message on LinkedIn is basically shouts, I'm a sales rep and I want to steal your money. I mean, if you, it's a virtue, it's a business networking event is what that's right. And if you walked in to a business physical networking event pre COVID and every single person you walked up to, you said, Hey, my name is Daryl Amy. Buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. After like six people, the bouncer, they'd get about, someone would drag you out. So why is it okay to do that on social media? It's not. So stop doing it on LinkedIn. Yeah, but you know, here's the deal. Just like you get blackballed at that uh, networking event, the gift of the bouncer is you actually know you got kicked out of the room. But for the rep that's out there doing that on LinkedIn that thinks that they're, you know, they're awesome, guess what? You are destroying your personal brand and the brand of your company when you do, you know, when you go about it that way. Um, So I love that. I, I really agree uh, that the about section is a great place to tell the story of how you can help clients achieve their outcome. And specifically, you're speaking my love language, Seth, ideal yeah. clients. Um, you know, talk, I'm curious how you use the, the uh, 180 character tagline and the about section to differentiate yourself and set yourself up for good conversations with well, prospects. That, um, the 180 character title line has my keywords in it, has a call out to my target market in it, and then has some media cred in terms of places I've been interviewed on like Inc. Forbes, CBS, NBC, has Mm -hmm. that I'm an eight-time bestselling author. Mm -hmm. So all of which get attention of my target market and they see that I'm instantly credible. And then my about a section is literally written like a lead generation sales letter for my target market to get them to take a trackable action that is only, there's a phone number that's trackable that's only on LinkedIn. There's a URL that's on LinkedIn. So we literally know how many leads we're getting from LinkedIn every single day. That's so good. Well, let's shift to direct mail. I had a really good conversation last week with Nick Runyon. He he works with PFL and they do um, direct mail and dimensional mail um, for tech companies. And um, it was a really... It was a great eye-opening conversation. There you go, right? Look at that. Beautiful. You got it. Yeah. So, I mean, you've you've got a live real-world example there of how, you know, even though uh, my very first employer, uh, one of the taglines that the quote was, the old is forever new. And, uh, you know, in some ways you go, ah, direct mail. Are you kidding me? Come on, Seth. What's the deal? But really, if you think about it right now, um, I think you're spot on in terms of it's not as cluttered and give me something to 
hang on to, right? I just everything's this two-dimensional digital world. Um, but I've got direct mail stuff and you know, dimensional mail things sitting right here on my desk. And yeah. the email or whatever ad, that's long gone. That was a blip in my radar. But talk to me about what you see, the role you see direct mail playing in 2021. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to get in the door. I mean, I don't, there's a very few, like 1% of sales reps actually enjoy cold calling, right? They're masochists. Everybody else hates it. And it's done because it's a, and they, people think there's no other way. They think it's a necessary evil. So I think, so people were told, salespeople were told, send an email and say you're following up to the email. Send a letter and you're following up to the letter. Some of them don't do it. Some of them do it anyway, but they send junk. I would mm-hmm. say, make the phone ring. Stop the cold call. Make them call you. And if a if a treasure chest lands on my door, <laughs> right, and it's got a lock, I got to open, the, get the key off to open it to see what's in it. And there's a letter crumpled up saying, "Unlock the treasure in your 401k." Like you're overpaying for your benefits, and we can save you whatever. I would totally call that person. We well, do that- direct mail. Bu- most business to business mail is completely boring. Yes. We did work for ADP, the payroll company, a number of years ago, and they said, we want the CFOs of companies with 50 or more employees who are using paychecks. And they had a list. And they said, we tried direct mail and it failed. And I said, what did you send? Our beautiful corporate brochure. Boring. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Noise. We did a a four-step lumpy mail campaign. They got an insanely high response rate and generated a ton of new appointments for them because it wasn't boring. So I think if you can, what, whether you're sending a treasure chest or a mailing tube or a box or something, um, just as long as it's lumpy, it will get to the top of the pile as opposed <laughs> to the bottom of the pile. And if you make it congruent and do it well, your phone will ring and they won't be cold calls. They'll be warm welcomes. That's it. We've invented a new term, lumpy direct mail, folks. We need That's lumpy, right. but get to the top. And I loved uh, what Nick Runyon was saying last week was, look, send me a box and I'm going to open it, right? I mean, direct mail, there's a response, right? Depending on how we've clever it taken, is. But- we've even tested sending, buying things and sending them from Amazon as opposed to sending them from us because it comes in an Amazon box and everybody thinks, what did I order? I forgot. And they open it. <laughs> yeah. The prime need is in full effect. That's brilliant. And you get free shipping with all of it and it exactly. shows up in two days. Uh, you know, that's the, see, that's the mindset that I absolutely love right now. I think that's the mindset that we're going to need going into 2021 is, you know, what can we do to get creative, do things differently, uh, think, you know, outside the box, pun completely intended, and, and really um, come up with ways to, to connect with our clients. All right, we are on, we're, let's go to point three. We are on a podcast, you and I, we're both podcasters. Uh, but you say podcasting is a business development strategy. I'm curious what your take is on that. Let's unpack, you know, that for everyone out there is going, you mean I should consider starting a podcast? I think your answer is yes. Absolutely, they should. What better way to get in the door? So I could send a cold email, make a cold call, send a cold message on LinkedIn, and I'll get X percent lousy response. Now I could do some direct mail, I can do some smart LinkedIn and my phone will start ringing, but those still are gonna be perceived as sales conversations because the message you sent was salesy. What if instead you made a list of your top 50 dream prospects 
that would, you know, you talk about the 80-20 rule all the time. What if these are your ideal clients? And instead of sending them sales messages, what if the first thing all 50 of them got was an invitation to be interviewed on your show? So now they don't think you're selling them anything. They don't perceive you as a salesperson. You build a relationship in that 30, 20 to 30 minutes. And then your follow-up could start the sales conversation of, hey, you know, I love that we talked about this and this and this for you. Is it okay if I tell you about me? Can I tell you what I do? A lot of times they'll ask before you even volunteer. And then all of a sudden, it's not a sales conversation. They're talking to their new best friend who just let them talk for half an hour when their spouse won't. And now it turns into a much higher percentage close rate. So your spouse won't let you talk about yourself for half an hour either, huh? No, she wouldn't. <laughs> she wants to tell me how the kids drove her nuts today. Yeah. Hey, you know, the, I think the uh, the point is is really powerful here. And you're, you're absolutely right. Who's, who's going to say no to the opportunity to have a conversation and, and be publicized on a podcast? I'm curious what you've seen in terms of great success stories of of businesses using podcasting to, to grow? Well, I will shamelessly use my own example and then we'll talk about some clients. However, awesome. um, we've generated over 5.5 million in sales from our podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's worked. And we produce several dozen other shows for about 50 other shows for our clients. And every single one of them is getting relationships. They're getting affiliates who are promoting a webinar, a white paper, some type of resource. They're getting centers of influence. They're getting clients from it at a level that blows away any cold outreach marketing. Brilliant. Very nice and very good strategy when you know who your ideal prospects are. Yes. So very good way to open doors. And um, in well, that's what's, what's beautiful about podcasting now is or organizations like yourself that can actually make that process easy and doable for people who are maybe a little intimidated by the technology to make it all happen. Yes, exactly. We are the done for you. I'm biased, but we are the turnkey done for you solution where we do all the work and you just show up, look pretty and ask questions for half an hour. <laughs> well, this has been a, a fantastic conversation full of practical ideas. And I, I'm just curious, you know, what's like, what's your outlook for 2021? I mean, you know, if you look at um, you know, we all, we all, we all wish that, you know, things would return back to normal, but I think we're all coming to the realization that the world is going to shift into a new normal from Seth, Seth's perspective, say that 10 times quick, what does the new normal look like, um, for businesses going forward in terms of business development? I would rephrase it and say it's a new abnormal. And I <laughs> would good. say I am more optimistic than ever because so many companies cut back. Marketing is the first thing they cut and should be the first thing they increase. It should be the first thing you do more of because it's what brings the money in. So I am excited because there is less competition. I am excited because there is more opportunity. There are more, more prospects available and reachable in different forms of media. We keep coming. There's a new social network, you know, every couple of months. Mm -hmm. So there's always new ways to reach people and new ways to stand out. So I think, like you said, 2021 is going to be a make or break year, but I'm going to rephrase it and say 2021, if you do it right, should be your breakout year. Very nice. I love it. Get it done in 2021. You heard it first here, folks. Well, Seth, hey, thank you so much for sharing time today. Thank you for all the energy, the ideas, and the passion that you bring to what you do. It's really inspiring. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here.
wonderful. And to everybody else in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience, I just thank you. Thank you so much for being a group of people that is out there working to drive and thrive. As we say at the C-Suite Radio Network, this is the time um, to work hard. This is the time to get strategic. This is the time uh, to ensure that your engine is firing on all cylinders. And if I can be helpful in any way in doing that, I'd love to invite you to text the word revenue to 21,000, get access to the free revenue growth toolkit. And until next week, as we always say, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.